our story, isn't it? We belong to Jesus. He's invited us into his life. Now we live for him. For us to live is Christ and to die is gain, so we live for him. Sing with me one more time. This is my That second song y'all sang, um, I think it's very relevant. As I think in the last year, I've said more to God, God, I depend on you, because I don't know what the heck is going on. And I don't know if you're there in your life or have been there or see that coming, but there's, there's no answer to anything that I have found other than depending on God fully. And the hardest part, I think, is is giving that up and saying, God, I will actually depend on you. Not just saying words, not just singing words, but taking actual, real action to just let go of our own control and depend on him. Well, uh, there's no need for me to say this, but God is here with us right now. He is here. And he just wants us to depend on him, just like my little guy here uh, depends on me. And uh, I'm a lot weaker than this guy when it comes to just handling things in this earth. All right, God, I depend on you. So let's pray together. Let's 
let down the guards that we have and say, God, just please flood me. Send your spirit on me. We depend on you. Father, we praise you, first of all. We praise you for just being so loving, so merciful. And God, I want to say first that we, we absolutely depend on you. Lord, I depend on you right now more than ever in my life. And so I do have blessed assurance in you as well. I know that I can depend on you. I know that I am yours. I know that you love me more than I've ever loved anything in my life. So, Lord, let us walk boldly with you, confident that you are victorious, that you are in control, that you are the one and only. So, Lord, I proclaim right now that we can, without any worry at all, step forward follow you, knowing that even though we don't see the outcome and we only seem to see the, the things around us that, that fill us with fear, that we don't have to worry as we can fully depend on you, Father. We praise you. I look forward to you just speaking to us and through us this morning and throughout this week. In your name, amen. 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 Well, welcome to church. That's Jason. I'm Garen. Uh, Jen is homesick, and Tim is home with uh, his wife recovering from surgery, but the four of us uh, serve as pastors here, and I'm going to take care of all this real fast. Sorry, I usually do that during the prayer, and I forgot, so I know that's weird, but that's all right. This is our story, that we belong to Jesus that God has invited us into a peace that passes understanding. Um, and like Jason said, we, we need a little bit of that right now, don't we? So, um, I know you were just seated, but you're going to be seated again in a minute. So I'm going to ask you to stand up. This is good exercise for your knees. We live life together believing that God wants us to be in a right relationship with him. When I was growing up, it was like, hey, man, are you going to watch the game today? This is more than that. Not that those things aren't important because we want the Broncos to win today at 425. I'm not saying they're not important. I'm saying that this is a sacred time where we make sure are we all on the same page? Are we living in the peace of God? Because that's how it overflows into our whole week. And so... May I be the first to say to you today, probably, may the peace of the Lord be with you. Thanks.
turn around and shake hands with 47 people. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> pass that piece with others. If y'all aren't here, I know it looks kind of crazy and like, what are they doing? This is taking a lot of time. That's because we really do think that this is an important time. So, so I'm going to wrangle us in. Uh, Pastor Jen is out sick, so I get to do uh, more stuff, and Jason will be doing more stuff. But I want to give you a couple of announcements. I think I put them in. Did I put them in, Timmy? Let's talk about it. The first one, I think, it deals with teens. Y'all... So, NYC, we'll show a video um, in the coming weeks. NYC, in case you don't know, is not New York City. It's Nazarene Youth Conference. And every four years, between eight and 12,000 teens from USA, Canada region gather together, and they have top-notch speakers. They have top-notch um, musical concerts. They have amazing serve opportunities. I think I said this last time, but Phoenix was where it was held four years ago, and the city of Phoenix has been asking for four years, please come back, please come back. I know you rotate, but please come back. Your teens transformed our city. That's the kind of thing that our teens want to be involved with. And it is a hefty price, so we're starting early. It's about 1250 bucks per teen to cover all the expenses. And so, the teens are doing a fundraiser. This is the first of many, but they're selling shirts. And so you'll see things like 
Um, oh, goodness, there are some disc golf shirts. There's some scripture verses. If you're a fan of John Wesley, there's a couple of quotes and maybe um, a wine coop quote. Um, there's goofy stuff, a dude surfing on a shark. There, I mean, a lot of these were made by teens, so go with it, all right? Uh, and then the really bad ones were made by me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but this is a great way. The first batch is already being processed, but this is an ongoing thing. So every two to three weeks, a new batch will be sent out. So if you want to support our team this way, you can. I was talking uh, with someone before church, and they said, can I just give money to the teens? Um, they want to systematically give every week, just five, ten dollars, so that over the course of the year, it really adds up, but it's not a ton each week. Absolutely. You can write a check and put you know, teens on the check. You can go online and you'll see the U-turn teens as a drop down. You can text give. Um, if you have the text number, um, text to tithe and you can just type in the amount and teens. But there are plenty of ways you can give. Thank you for supporting our kids. The three that went last year or four years ago um, came back and said it changed them forever. And we have potentially five that want to go this year. And so, so it's it's uh, going to be a lot of car washes and T-shirts that we'll be asking for. But I know you're up for the challenge, all right? Uh, next thing, Kimmy, what do I have? Oh, connect with us. Y'all, we say this all the time, and I think you think we're kidding. We like hearing from you. Email us. Text us. Call us. It's all right. You're not bothering us. We want to live in community. So a couple of ways. Garen at peonaz.church. Jen, Jason, Tim, all of them at peonaz.church. If you just have a general question, you're like, I don't know who to ask, just send it to office at peonaz.church. Another one that I really wish more of us would take advantage of is this one. Prayer at peonaz.church. Let us know how we can pray, and we'll send it out. We've got about 50 people that have said, I want to be a prayer warrior. Um, many of them here, many of them across the country that are just connected with us. And they're, you've got people praying for you in multiple states. So um, make good use of that. Um, you can bring over food or you can set up a grub hub type of thing. But let's love on our pastors um, uh, during this time where, where Debbie is recovering. And one that I didn't put up here, but I want to remind you of Sunday school with Tim. Hebrews, right? Y'all, if you want to know more about Scripture and how to apply it to your daily life, this is a good class. So um, we invite you, come early, come at 9. It's still an hour later than work, so you still get to sleep in. And some of you don't work. 
So just come on in early, 9 o'clock. We'll have coffee and donuts and good conversation, and we'll break into the Word, and that will prepare your hearts so that when we get in here and we start singing, you're like, I don't have to get going. I'm already going because Ken got me revved up, and now let's worship full on. And so that's that's what I suggest. 9 o'clock, get here. It's open for everyone, right? All ages. down feeling and that's what I was feeling Um, we were going to be talking about Genesis 3 and walking with God in the garden and how sin separated us from God in that way and then comparing it to John 1 where Jesus is walking once again and the call is to come back and join me on this journey and it was going to be really good trust me maybe I'll preach it someday Um, who knows But as I was typing my sermon, the phrase that just kept going through my head was, this is my story. This is my song. And then I started thinking, uh, I think it's, isn't it Revelation that says we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony? And um, Jason does a great job of offering space every now and then for us to just talk about what's God doing? What's God teaching you? Maybe it's a little more of not a like 15 minute, but like I want to give you a 30 second synopsis of my story. And so I just felt prompted that maybe this is something that we could do today. I don't know. We uh, may be out of church in the next four minutes. We may be here for the next 15. It kind of depends on you. Um, If you decide you want to share Let us know. Jason and I will have mics, and we'll come around like Bob Barker and hand you the mic. Just real fast, though, if you decide I want to share a lot of my story, I suggest you keep it concise so that we can get more testimonies in. And here's usually a a good way to do it. This is how my life was before Jesus. This is how I met Jesus. This is how my life is after Jesus. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't, we don't need to paint every tree for the forest. But tell us your story, and that may inspire others to come say, hey, let's grab coffee. I want to hear the rest of that story. I want you to walk that out with me, and I want to hear more of it. So um, I don't know how this is going to work. The, the script is different. The, the, we're not following the order. But is there anyone today that says, I just want to give the devil a black eye. I just want to give praise to God. I just want to tell you what God is doing in my life, tell you that, Something that I'm learning in my devotionals. Tell me, tell you something that I heard on the radio that really spoke to me. Or I just want to tell you my story. Last week, um, I was at CR. We're wearing our Broken Chains shirts today. Um, man, CR, you want to talk about people that are on fire and ready to tell their story. And Tara told her story. 
And it was powerful. And the truth is, we all have stories. But many of us think, well, mine's not this huge transformation, so it's not that powerful. But the truth is, your story is going from death to life. That's pretty radical. So I invite you to share your story. And that's it. I'm going to stop for a minute. Well, a lot of you know my story. About 11 years ago, they gave me three months to live. And um, I was in very bad shape. My All my organs were closing down, shutting down. And um, I didn't have the Lord in my heart. I knew the Lord. I grew up going to church, but I didn't have him in my heart. So I just laid there to die, and I didn't think that I could ask the Lord to come into my heart after so many years that I didn't talk to him. Didn't I knew he was there, but I didn't have him in my heart, so I didn't think I could ask him to come back. I didn't know that until he came to me, and he came to me and said, get up out of that bed. And um, my husband thought I was a little crazy, but um, I did get up, and I went to visit somebody down in the neighborhood where he told me to go. And she started bringing me to this church in a wheelchair. And people were praying for me and praying. And I went from that wheelchair to the walker. I mean, into the cane and that's not why I'm on the cane now because my back is out but um, I, I I survived o- only only by God's grace only by his grace and now I know that I call on him and he's there every every minute any time that I need him he is there and I have him in my heart and um I love this church. Betty Garrett brought me here, and people prayed for me, and um, I amazed the doctors. (laughs) Amazed them. problems too but I'm better now but anyway needless to say when I got home Leslie said that there is no cancer in her liver I said oh my word thank you Lord thank you Lord and I was just so happy but it's been a long haul she still is suffering (coughs) 
suffering with the cancer in her bones, in the top part. And so if all you will still keep Leslie, her name is Leslie, keep her in prayer. But see, this goes to show the Lord is doing his work. Because when I came home, she said, I do not have cancer in my liver. So the Lord answered my prayer. He always does. I pray to him every morning. I have coffee with him. It's all you got to do, people, is just pray and tell him what you need. Just say, I need you, Lord. I still need you. That's what I do every morning. He wants you to talk to him. He, he wants to help us. He wants us to love everybody, even your enemies. The Bible even says that. So it really does good because he has answered a lot of my prayers. <clears throat> and he works in mysterious ways. You just never know when it's going to happen. But it will happen eventually. What do we all say? Amen to that? Thank you. And I love you guys. And I love my church. And I'm going to give this mic back to the minister. Who else needs some overcoming? I want to give you a little synopsis of what happened to Janice prior to that. Because Leslie didn't like to be touched. And Janice wanted to pray for her so desperately and wanted to touch her. So um, one of our classes... Um, she had expressed that, so we all prayed that at one point Leslie would allow her to touch her and pray for her. And it was that morning that Leslie allowed her to pray. And uh, God answered that prayer. So. You know, real quickly, I was I was 33 before I, I met Jesus. Now I had been. My mom was the organist at church. I was at every VBS. I was in every Sunday school class, an adult Sunday school class, and um, and we'd always worked with kids. We'd worked with kids now for over 40 years. Yeah, all kids. But I uh, something was missing in in my spiritual life, and and uh, we at attended a, a church service down in Atlanta one time at a little Nazarene church, and boy, it was rocking. It was going, and I said, you know, we got to look into this because I've missed something. And then. Uh, Bottom line is I actually got saved at that point and realized how important Jesus was to my life. But just, I had all the books.
all hearts clear? I don't want I don't want you to miss the chance. This is a commercial. <laughs> this is something very important. I don't like Sunday school. I re we traveled all over the nation, different churches. My wife wanted me to go to Sunday school instead of church, and I complained at every one. So the commercial is, we first went to this church, and I decided I'd go to Ken's class. But I didn't want to go. After two or three Sundays, I told him I hate Sunday school. I don't like Sunday school. But you make it so interesting that I can't resist. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that you're missing out if you don't attend Ken's church. That's my commercial. My story isn't anything exciting, um, but I want to tell you guys, so maybe you have someone else in your lives. That has a similar story. I got married, worked at UPS for 20 years. I drug that brown truck around every day. Was a great, was a great provider. Built a dream house. Had my dream car. I had all that, a lot of money in the bank, and I had it until someone that I was married to didn't want it anymore. So when you strip that stuff away, the money's gone, the house is gone. You see your kids half as half as much. Okay, I was raised by an awesome mom, and I had a really good dad. I ran away from this my whole life. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Some of those things still are dear, dear to my heart. I believe a lot of it. Some things, not so much. So as I went through my journey, and I was losing things, and things were crumbling around me, my mom was there to support me every step of the way. It's a lot easier, guys, to look and say all the things that mankind says are important, really are important. And when you stop fighting it and you open your mind and your heart to it, then things begin to come together and you realize you can still be a good dad. And the Lord brought me an awesome wife and great in-laws. So the question that you should have for people who might be in a similar situation is, keep doing it your way, but how is your way working out for you? Because the second that I quit fighting it, I became a better husband a second time around, hopefully a better son, a better dad, a better friend to all you guys. I'm grateful to this place because of the Garens and the the Jasons and the Justins and the Dannys, and I can look around this room and I have told many people, I could call 50 people from this place and they will drop what they're doing to come help me. 
when I was the other way, when I was living the other way and I was playing softball and flag football and beach volleyball, I didn't have five people that I could call and depend on because they were all out doing what the world said we're supposed to go do. So thank you for these friendships that organically have happened. And I just wanted you to hear my side. Maybe it helps you help somebody else. This is for the bike ministry of CR, um, but I like it a lot because it's also on our marquee, because we really do believe that we are the people of hope and not despair, right? We really believe that we have found not just a solution, but we have found the solution to everybody's need. And it's as we share our stories with each other and with our neighbors and coworkers, and I'm not saying that you like push an agenda, but as things open up and God gives you the opportunity and you present hope to them, you are being the hands and feet of Jesus in that moment. You are extending the hope of Jesus by being the image of God in front of that person that has a need. So thank you. Um, Is there anyone? I don't want to cut anyone off. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, we all have a story. For some of us, uh, our story with you began a long time ago. For some of us, uh, we're still, uh, well, we're 15 inches away from the story. Because that's about the difference. That's about the distance from our head to our heart. But I thank you that your grace always goes before us, that your grace is working long before we ever knew of our need. You were there. Long before we ever cried out to you and asked for you to save us, you were there. Your grace has gone before us in ways that we can look back and see and in ways that we will never know this side of glory. But we thank you that your presence is always with us. I pray that you will help us to share our stories. I pray that you'll give us boldness. Your last words were to go and make disciples. That means as we're going, we tell our story. I pray that you'll help us to remember that Just as you were going before in our lives, we believe that your spirit is going before in the lives of those people that will hear our stories down the road. And that your provenient grace is working out even now 
softening hearts and minds, opening up spirits so that when we tell our story, the seeds of our story will fall on fertile soil. And that's what we pray. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for um, the life that I saw happening at Celebrate Recovery last Tuesday. People crying out for you with nothing but you to hold on to. divinity it took god becoming flesh and we thank you holy spirit work in our hearts thank you as we come to the table even now the table that you laid jesus the table that's prepared for us in advance for all of us to receive thank you we love you amen i ask you to gather here as we do on Sundays Um, just so you know you don't have to be a member here you don't have to do anything except for say I want to participate in this with everybody else as we celebrate communion so please line up and then uh, we will share together once we have the elements Now as we have the bread and the juice, it is really significant to think, as you all just told stories, you listen to stories, how many of you were thinking about your own story but didn't want to tell it? Um, There's one thing that is universal 
to all branches, denominations, everything in Christianity. And that we love to divide ourselves, the Baptists, the Nazarenes, the Catholics, the non-denominationals, the whatever name you want to put out there that nobody knows. We all believe that Jesus is our Savior. To be a Savior, you've got to save people from something. And what is that? And that's us. Our guilt, our sin. So here's the crazy thing that we forget to comprehend sometimes. Right here, we are celebrating the brokenness of Christ that forgave us from our sins. As you think about your story, as you think about that one horrific incident where you were just a real knucklehead, did something real stupid in your life, you're like, no one can be forgiven from that. If you want to be forgiven, you are forgiven. If you give it up to God, you are forgiven. There is no more guilt once you have been forgiven. We have got to really realize that and help each other realize that. That you don't have to live in your guilt for the rest of your life. Wondering how you could ever go on. Because you are truly set free. And the death of God in the flesh. And then the resurrection. Proves to us that anything is possible. Even your guiltiest times. You can be set free from them. So take this bread. And as his body was broken for us, voluntarily broken for us, to help set us free, let's eat together in remembrance of him. And here we have representation of his blood. We've talked about this many times, but they used to sacrifice a lamb or something similar. And that was part of the ritual that said, God, I am sorry. I give up the best of the best that I have and that blood shed is is part of that that ritual I've got to do to be set free from my guilt, my sin. And Jesus said, once and for all, I am the sacrificial lamb, the final one. You are completely set free if you ask me to be set free. So let's drink together and remember his sacrifice. Father, we are forever grateful for how much you love us and how unbelievably, ridiculously forgiving you are. Lord, that I might be more like you, more merciful, more full of grace, more forgiving. I can look back and see the smallest things that people have done that I am still holding on to. And things will pop up in my own life. Say, God, how could you ever forgive me for that? But Lord, set us free from our guilt. Change our lives that we might be living bodies, embodying grace, mercy, forgiveness, all these things so that your light will shine through us and this world will be transformed and people can be saved from their sin. We look forward to eternal life with you, Lord. Help us to have burning hearts that want others to have that eternal life and to be set free as well. We praise you, Father. Everything for your glory. Amen. Amen.
Will you stand with me? It's been a good day. Some of us have spent some time learning about Hebrews. We've sung a little. We've wished the Denver Broncos good luck today. Uh, Oh, sorry. Um, No, but we've, we've done things that are extremely important. We've met at the table. We've shared our story, which has the thread that runs so true, which is Jesus. Jesus is our story. And so we leave today, and I encourage you, tell your story. Live your story in front of people this week. Um, Let's sing our benediction, and then we'll go, all right? Ready? We sing hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done. As we go in your name, we shout and we proclaim, let your will be done in us. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.